and we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio and video podcast land, and welcome to the first official, as I use in air quotes, <laughs> episode of Neon Memories, a lighthearted, magical 80s TTRPG actual play podcast. I am your storyteller for this lovely game, Mikey, and I will be leading my incredible cast of players through a neon-soaked, alternative 80s, crazy, chaotic, it's about to go down is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you can find me personally on my social medias at PopCultureGeek, but you can also follow all of us collectively at Vibe Tribe Productions. You want to give us a like and follow because you're going to want to stay up to date on all the projects we got going on for season two because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're going balls to the wall with season two and it's it's gonna, it's something to behold and there's something for everyone, which I'm super excited about. As I mentioned, I can never tell these stories alone. I am joined by my amazing cast of players. We're going to go around real quick. They're going to introduce themselves, plug any socials and projects they got. And the question of the night is, what is your favorite 80s movie TV sh or TV show? <laughs> yes. We have to, have to pick just one. You can name I, a few. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm, I'm having anxiety just having to, to limit myself now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if it helps, I will go first. So I'm a child of the 90s, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm a child of the 90s, but I had parents that grew up in the heyday of the 80s. And plus, my parents were cultured. They taught me and my brother all the good movies. So if I had to pick my favorite, let's see. I probably think my favorite movie that came out of the 80s. Honestly, I'm a sucker for any John Hughes movie. <laughs> so but I have to say uh, 16 Candles is probably my favorite. <laughs> and then. Yeah, and then Breakfast Club is my secondary. <laughs> Alrighty. But enough about me. Let's learn a little bit about our players this episode, or this evening, we shall see. So, beforehand, the Dice Gods have decided who is going to go first, and in no particular order, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, the Dice Gods have decided that, Connor, you shall be the first to go. It's me. Hi, I'm Connor. Uh, I am in uh, this here Neon Memories play, um, as actual play, as well as uh, the A Walk Among Gods D&D uh, 5th Edition uh, game, and our Dusk Veil vale Monster of the Week game here on Season 2 of Vibe Tribe. Um, and you can't find me on social media. You just can't. It's impossible. Um, my favorite 80s movies um also being a child of the 90s um and also being raised by my cultured mother um my number one pick which is also courtesy of my beloved uncle um is bill and ted's excellent adventure which yeah. made it in just at 1989 so that is the clear winner um and then besides that one has to be the lost boys um uh, because as a guy at heart it just really spoke to my emo tendencies and <laughs> sensibilities as a child. So those are my two. 
There you go. Oh my goodness. Bye. I love that. Next up to give their introduction to everybody is going to be Damon. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Damon, um, Theater Cup 79. Um, I am currently in this show for Vibe Tribe and also in Awakamon Gogs with Mr. Connor over there. Um, I am a co host of a podcast called um, Cubs Out Loud, the podcast of Indeterminate Length. I'm going to try to keep plugging that, CubsOutLoud.com. Um, on the social meds, uh, you can find my safer work um, uh, Twitter as DMAGamer79. Um, I think I'm going to keep plugging that one. I don't have a lot of followers. You might not be able to find me very quickly, but, you know, it's there. Um, TheaterCub79 is where you can find me on most sites. That's even Facebook. So there's that. Oh, wow. So um, 80s movies, TV shows. Wow. That's a question. So I had to really quickly like look something up. I was like, I, I know these movies are 80s movies. I was, while I was, I was born in 79, hence Theater Cup 79. Ha ha. Um, you know, I was growing up in the 80s. So a lot of memories are gone. But looking back, <laughs> looking back, because um, I happened to, re I remembered it very quickly, and I was like, oh, I know these. So I can say a few. Um, clue. Um, yes. Yes. Obviously. Um, then um, The Princess Bride is a penultimate favorite. Yes. And there was one more that I saw when I was looking through this list really quickly. Uh, where did it go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, duh. Like, duh. You're totally like, right. I, yeah, so if I had to, like, if you said, what are your favorite movies in the 80s? Those would be the ones I would say. Right off the bat. But any, almost everything. Because, you know, when you were a kid in the eighties and you were a teenager, it's in the nineties. Like, you know, a lot of that was, you know, blockbuster video VHS that you watched over and over and over again. Or if you're lucky, um, I have a lot of the Disney movies. My kid, my mom had a lot of the Disney movies. So there's that. But that's me. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I forgot about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's such a classic. Yeah, for me, well, for a couple of reasons. Number one, Jessica Rabbit awakened a lot of things. I was like, this was the first introduction. I'm like, oh, wow, cartoons could be kind of yeah. sexy. But then, of course, it also has one of my favorite lights. Oh, my God, it's Dip! <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the iconic feeling, because he talked like this! <laughs> <laughs> so good. Let's go uh, home and play patty cake. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, just I uh oof. It was so great. Yes. yes. So many great moments. Oh, I love rewatching it, but unfortunately I have little cousins. I was like, yeah, we're gonna wait till you're older because we can't watch it really in this day and age right now, but you know. <laughs> it's great. Not yet. Not yet. But I will corrupt you eventually. <laughs> 
Alrighty, and of course, last but certainly not least, surprisingly, for tonight is going to be the one and only Sutfin. Hey everybody, it's Sutfin, uh, Chris, and just as a side note, I still have Parkinson's. Um, dun, dun, dun. So, so I'm going to be using that one a lot. <laughs> that's the ta- that's the tagline for season two for you. <laughs> so just, just, yes, just, just to let you know. Um, but uh, I am participating in. I can never remember. I always forget one. So let's see. It, the Academy, Crystal City, Brave New Wild, Tonight, and Duskvale. So I'm doing. I'm trying to keep all these character names straight in my head and make sure that you know there's no crossover. But uh, uh, you can find me, I guess, uh, TikTok. I'm at uh, Cosmos Prefect. Uh, I also have Parky TV, just a channel I'm trying to get started up, just telling stories and sharing about people under, as you know, like me, at young onset, which is basically 50 and younger that's diagnosed with this joyous oh. disease. Um, but. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. gosh, the favorite '80s movies or shows. I mean, I, I mean, I, the the geek in me is, and you can probably see over my shoulder. Um, you got to have Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, that was that was that was kind of on the cusp. So, any of them, yeah, any of them up to four, which I actually like that four. You know, even though they did, I mean, they saved the whales. Um, yeah. And of course, you can't do without um, Empire Strikes Back or you know Return of the Jedi, um, Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, yep. I mean, any of those Lord um, TV shows. I mean, cartoon wise, you had just there's just so many. I, can't, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes my brain hurt trying to think about which ones because I'm like I'm going to forget something. But yeah, I mean, it's it was just a. Uh, like I was, you know, 74. So once the eighties hit, I was, you know, I was in kindergarten. So, you know, going, going through all of that. And I mean, just the, the random stuff. I mean, <laughs> talking about the John Hughes films, do you, does anybody remember tough turf? No. Yeah. Oh, that one. So, so I, yeah. You got to check that out. That that's one of those that, you know, you don't really, hear about but for some reason like i had i had a vhs copy of that and footloose that i just kept watching over and over and we had a a video a laser disc player not a cd player but a laser disc with a copy of the final countdown for whatever reason i can't remember i think they had it the place where dad worked they started like video rental or something because they were the only place that could sell the video discs Oh. Yeah, it was just it was just such a such a fun time, and I got I got to find my my Top Gun jacket somewhere, and I'll 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 wear it next time. Oh, it, I, if you could find it, that would be the most beautiful thing. On the <laughs> it, it's it's somewhere. I don't know if it's it's in it's in either the closet that's here in my office or in the one in our Christmas junk storage room. <laughs> which has become almost impassable now because of everything. We just kind of threw it in there and shut the door. <laughs> we'll get to that in spring. Once we start, you know, 
yeah. stocking up for you know buying for Christmas for next year. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't wait. And then I was looking at this list. I'm like, hold up. When was this movie released? And of course, how could I forget? My other favorite is, of course, The Goonies. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's this. There's. It was such a great. There was so much content. Right. In, in that decade that we, like you said, I mean, there's stuff that you just don't even think about that you don't realize. I mean, I'd forgotten that Who Framed Roger Rabbit was in the 80s. I was thinking that was like early 90s. Right. But, you know, and then, then of course, to date myself even more, I start thinking about the music of the generation. And then I get mixed up and I'm like, well, no, that was in the 90s because I was listening to that when I was in college, not in high school. So there's that weird transition, I guess. So. Wow. Uh Th- that is awesome, but yeah. Just imagine how the rest of this campaign is going to go when I'm going to start. Pu- when oh, we're going to start references galore. Now, as a full disclaimer, so I was cultured by parents who grew up in the '80s, but I needed to do more of my research too. Which actually leads into a good uh, segue to kind of give a little bit of what this game is going to be and set expectations for the listening and viewing audience. So. As it was mentioned during our character creation, Lighthearted is a tabletop game soaked in the neon memories of hat. I did that. See what I did there? <laughs> soaked in the neon memories of an alternate 1980s Earth in which magic and Madonna are a possibility to be in the same timeline. <laughs> Though we need to. We need to figure out what era of Madonna would best suit for the story, which is a conversation for me to do later. But as I mentioned, Lighthearted is a TTRPG made by Gallant Knight Games, which, as I mentioned in character creation, has an interesting dice mechanic in which players roll not only with their dice assigned to their stats, but they also roll dice associated to their character's emotional state, which fluctuates between scenes. So to set a little bit of expectations for everyone who is listening and watching along, first of all, thank you, because this is going to be a fun adventure. But more importantly, Neon Memories is going to be set in the alternate 1980s. So culture wise, all that stuff, y'all should do your research because I'm going to be pulling stuff and you newer kids out there are going to be like, what is that? So make sure that you have Google ready because you're going to want to be looking these up. But more importantly, our characters are going to be community college students. So this is going to be, I don't want to say more adults, but we're out of high school and we're just into emerging adulthood. So the things that come with it, like finding a job, paying rent, making sure you don't flood your finals. So all that stuff. But more importantly, not only given with this cast, but because of the themes that the game addresses, as it was dubbed in our character creation, Neon Memories is going to be your game with a Y because it is going to touch on lots of different topics and issues, not just in general, but also topics and issues affecting the LGBTQTIA plus community as well. Yes, we live for the fan. (laughs) So just to give a bit of disclaimer there, 
because it is 2023 at the time of this recording, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody got time for all that nonsense in the hate. Just just saying. <sighs> Alrighty. But with that out of the way, let us begin proper. So scene one, <laughs> which, by the way, I'm going to announce when scenes are. So that way it helps my players navigate their emotional states because the emotions change at the beginning of each scene. But right now, they're all their emotional spectrum is in the middle and then they will fluctuate as we continue. But scene one. Ah, this is going to be so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really excited. I can't contain my excitement, so apologies in advance. But the year is 1985. And of course, because this is an alternate 1985, whatever references I pull, will say they are there, even if it makes no sense time wise. <laughs> but it is currently 1985 and it is the end of summer. So uh, a little bit of August for most people. And we cut upon our small little town of St. Pelmo's Ire. <laughs> See, Almost I told you. Ire. <laughs> yes. Listen. Oh, God. That's <laughs> <laughs> me on the inside. Is where that hurts. <laughs> I, oh. I warned you at the beginning. <laughs> so, so, so as you're editing, we, we, we need to have a pun counter. Yes. Yep. Ding. Yep. <laughs> you, you can put that, put that in post. Yeah. Every time it comes up, it just pops up in the corner. Mm. Okay, now I'm gonna have to. So editing, Mikey, <laughs> just you got this. <laughs> uh yes, but we are currently located in St. Pelmo's Ire. I told you I was gonna go there. And it is a warm evening as children from the cul de sac are returning home for dinner. Bikes, the sound of children playing during the summer, but we're not there yet. <laughs> oh, what it means to be young again. <laughs> uh, but as the camera, so to speak, looks over St. Pelmo's Ire, it is a small, quaint little suburban neighborhood slash town. And as I mentioned, it is the early evening with children returning from adventures outside, riding bikes, getting into mischief, all that kind of stuff, and returning home for a nice meal and enjoying some quality time with families as the end of summer is coming to a close for most people. And the dreams of summer memories begin to fade away for most children as they prepare to head back to school. Well, that's not the kind of story we're telling here. So, <laughs> uh, whereas the children, their day ends when it becomes dinner time for six graduate high school graduates. The end of dinner marks the beginning of their day, so to speak. <laughs> we find ourselves on the precipice of the end of summer and as most people are getting ready for school, our six lovely high school graduates are preparing for one last hurrah before they head on over to college, the next phase of life. So tonight is something very, very special because 
Tonight is the largest end of summer party. And it every graduating senior always dreams of this day when they graduate from St. Pelmo's Iyer High <laughs> as it is the biggest party of the summer. And if you somehow found your way invited or know somebody who got you in, it is your ticket to not only climb the social ladder one more time before going to college, but it is also guaranteed with the multiple stories that previous senior classes have told the un the freshmen and sophomores and to some extent the juniors, all the underclassmen of how magical and crazy this night can get. So we find ourselves in various places across St. Pelmo's Ire where we see each of our six main characters, so to speak, in this story, kind of getting ready for this party. <laughs> and of course, everybody knows that the person throwing said party is just known as the Chad. <laughs> so if I had to give a little bit of description, the Chad is like, for some reason, he's like this super senior that never can. He always he just needs one more class. You guys, he just needs one more class to graduate, but he never can pass that last final man. But for some reason, they continue to let him be there <laughs> for some odd reason. And of course, the Chad is the best party host. He knows all the hookup spots. He knows where to get all the fun things. But of course, the Chad's prize possession, his coup d'etat, if you will, his magnum opus is the end of summer St. Pelmo's Ire party. So as various high school seniors begin making their way towards the Chad's house or getting ready for the evening, seeing multiple camera shots of different people, people getting picked up in cars, people riding their bikes, having a three-way call, figuring out what to wear. We find our six lovable heroes, cast members, our uh, high school seniors, however we're going to call it. We can workshop it later. We get to see a little bit of how they're getting ready for this party. So, once again, the Dice Gods have decided everybody's fate for tonight. And... Damon, you have selected to go first. So, Damon, why don't you give us an introduction of your character, their name, your click that you picked, a little bit of description of their personality, and what they're currently doing right now to get ready for the Chad's party. Okay. So, everyone, meet Sunise Willis. See her. Um, she is the, um, rising star, um, click of this, of this game. Um, yay. Uh, so a brief, a, gosh, I wrote her description now, so I'm going to go grab that real quick. Uh, she is, um, a... Um, rich, talented, beautiful, um, um, I called her a beautiful black princess is what I called her. 
So she is, um, her, her parents are wealthy. Her family's wealthy. They probably live in the nicest neighborhood of, of St. Pelmo's fire. Um, um, so that's where she is. She is, um, an actor, singer, just waiting for her big break. That is her. Um, uh, she's going to college because her parents are telling her to go to college. They're making her go. So right now, she would be in the last bits, I would say, of getting ready. Um, the outfit is on point. It's a nice looking, um, I would say, like a jean jacket, just in case it gets warm or cold. Um, a halter top and a jean skirt. Some sensible, she- a sensible heel. She knows she's going to have to walk a little bit because um, she's going to be waiting on. Is it Brad? Is it Garrett? I don't remember, but someone is picking her up. <laughs> she doesn't remember. Um, it's this was the the this is the crush right at the end of like you know graduating that is holding on to the summer till just before we head into college head to college. So so I think it's Brad. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Brad. So um <laughs> so so she's putting the last bit of makeup on, she's getting the hair right, um she's getting the jewelry on and she's just you know sitting at her um vanity just primping and prepping and essentially waiting for the doorbell to ring so that her she knows her ride is here. Awesome. That is Sydney's. <laughs> I love the description. Yes, I love it. It's oh, it's oh, this is going to be so much fun. So, Janice, as you are getting ready at your vanity, I know it's not 1980s, but for some reason, I just hear beauty school dropout playing in the background for me. <laughs> you know what? Shanice probably was like Sandy twice <laughs> in, yes. in, the, in yes. the school productions. <laughs> she has played Sandy and Rizzo. She's done both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just that girl. Just like flip the hair, hairspray on just right, and get it. yeah, that's her. Oof, all that hairspray, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <sighs> uh, oof, yes, you got to get the bang quaffed and perfect. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah. Oh my goodness. So Shanice, as you're getting ready and you're waiting on Brad. You start to hear your cell phone. Yes, they had cell phone in the 80s, ladies and germs and non-binary people of the world. You young kids, look it up. It was crazy. It's a big old... Br- you have a... I'm imagining... Yes, it's a... For Shanice, I'm imagining it's like a pink brick phone. Just like... Yes, it is a pink brick. <laughs> it's like because Shanice's family got monies, y'all. It's like they... Shanice got one that was colored. <laughs> like with yes. actual color, not just black or gray. 
Import it from Japan, children. <laughs> yes. Our <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Korea. Uh, and, and they had to make your own phone cases then. Yes. <laughs> that part. Oh. That, that, that part was just not even considered. Yeah. Okay, so ring, ring. I will answer. Hello. Shanice speaking. What's up, girl? So, Shanice... <laughs> <laughs> so Shanice, you know that on the other line, this is one of your besties, Deborah. It's like, Shanice, what's up, girl? Hey. I'm just getting ready. Where are you? What are you doing? What's going on? Ugh, girl, I'm on my way to the party. Yes, I'm waiting on on Brad. Brad, <gasps> yes, Brad. Oh, so you ooh. Now, girl, you gotta tell me. The high, the quarterback. <laughs> of course, I mean, <laughs> at least until college, obviously. There's, I mean, there, it'll, it'll. I'm, I'm not going to break up with him tonight. I promised myself I wouldn't do it tonight. <sighs> okay, whatever you say. I mean, listen, I'm all for true love and everything, but this is the end of summer party, girl. <laughs> And you're on to big, we're on to bigger and better things. I know, I know, Deborah, but at least for tonight, I will, I mean, who knows what'll happen, right? That's the whole point, isn't it? Oh, yes, for sure. And in the background, you can hear everyone's just like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh. I wish uh, I'm go ahead, go ahead. I'm so excited. Every, everybody's kind of getting crazy out here. Oh, you know what? Hang on. Hey! As you just hear, you just hear Deborah yelling. It's like, hey, move out of the way. You just hear the car honking. Eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about Deborah, she's one of those girls that just, she talks and drives at the same time. <laughs> so it's like move it or lose it. <laughs> yes. So I will I I will promise you this. We will have fun. We will definitely have fun. Maybe there's a stage. Who knows? <gasps> Ooh, now I'm gonna keep my eye on that. Alright, girl, I gotta go. I'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Peace crash. Love you. Bye. Click. <laughs> <laughs> um, the big buttons <laughs> like sitting on the side and, um, actually it will go into the purse because I'm assuming I'm well yeah I'm assuming I'm not going to get another call true <laughs> in the words of Bob the drag queen walk into the room purse first <laughs> Ooh, yes. absolutely I told you this okay. oh my goodness so, Janice, as you're finishing getting ready, you just hear a hawk from outside. <laughs> oh, that's Brad. Okay. That, that's, that's right. I remember that. And <laughs> I will come down the stairs. I will quickly say goodbye to my parents. I'm, I'm, I have an older brother, Sean, who just went through this like a couple of years ago. So they should know. Like, and I will kind of kiss dad and mom and be like, I'll be home late and I have my phone and then just like saunter out of the 
the door. <laughs> nice. So, Shanice, you exit your house, you close the door, and waiting in, of course, his nice little Cadillac is Brad. He's so dreamy, according to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Now, for the listen, for the audience, Lighthearted takes place in an alternate world, so anything humanoid is up for grabs, which means that as Janice, as you are looking at Brad, Brad, of course, is in his St. Elmo Pyre Letterman's jacket and the typical jeans and sneakers combo for this party. The only thing that might be a little different for most folks is that, you know, he's good looking. I mean, he may be a little stitched up. Granted that he looks like Frankenstein's monster, but, you know, we don't judge in this world. <laughs> yes. And I will, I will walk up to him and go, are you ready to go? Of course, babe. Let's go. <laughs> I will tap him on the, on the cheek and wait for him to open the door. Which he does. He opens it up like. Like comically, like very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Comically stumbling to do so, like he's nervous, but he means well. And he eventually gets the door opens for you and even takes your hand and leads you in. <laughs> That's a gentleman. And then slides over the hood of his car and then hop, gets into his side, hops in. It's like, all right, babe, let's go and just hit. Begins driving off, heading toward the Chad's house. <laughs> and so as you and Brad are cruising down the street, we pass another house where we get a little bit of a glimpse of Connor's character. <laughs> so, Connor, give us yeah. a, introduce your character, the click, a little bit about what they look like and what they're currently doing right now. <laughs> okay. So as um, the I guess the camera follows uh, Shanice driving down the road, um, it lingers on an open garage door, and you see like Wicked Witch of the West style a pair of denim clad and boot clad uh, legs poking out from underneath um, a 1982 Subaru Brat that is up on Jacks. Um, and you hear on the radio, it's a little anachronistic, but I'm going to lean into it, um, is my favorite cover of one of my favorite songs, which is called Mexican Radio. Um, so it's way more punky and way more um, a little metal, a little punk, a nice um, cultural fusion in there. Um, and then out slides from underneath the Subaru Brat, um, Eric Colmena. And uh, he is clad in oil-stained denim um, and flannel. He's in a tank top um, and is just covered in, in just engine grease. Um, he's got a screwdriver in one hand and a flashlight in the other. Um, and he rolls out and goes over to his toolbox and drops everything down. Um, and in time with the music, lowers the Subaru Brat uh, off the jacks, unchocks the wheels, um, gets in the driver's side, leaving the door open, cranks the engine, and it mercifully cranks over. Uh, but this is uh, Eric Colmena, and he is the gearhead. 
Um, and he is currently getting ready to go to the party. Um, the only way that he got invited was through his longtime friend and secret lover, uh, Carrie, uh, who I believe invited him uh, because he knows how to get the good stuff. And so the uh, bed of his Subaru brat um, has a camper shell over it because it's still um, the end of summer, and he took a lot of camping trips um, out into the woods and forests and whatever environment lives outside of the uh, city. Um, and he's been collecting things and currently has many things stored in the uh, secret compartments inside of the Brat's uh, camper shell. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, it makes sense of how Eric got into the party. Yep. So- Can I add one other thing about Eric's appearance? Go for it. Um, he has like a deep forest green colored glamour. That's like um, two spiraling wraps that go down from like his shoulders down either arm, kind of like a tattoo, but it's like a flickering... Glamour, not the most expensive, but also not really a cheap one. Um, it's meant to, you know, he's had it for a while, and that's his thats his own little personal taste. And they end uh, on his knuckles and fingers. Oof, most excellent. Yeah. Alrighty. So yeah, Eric, somehow you find yourself invited to the Chad's party. And of course, you know, you're, you got the car working, and at least it's running. For now. <laughs> For now. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll get, never mind. I'm going to wait until later because that car is going to be so much fun to later. But, Eric, as you're finishing up, uh, so quick question. Does Eric have any siblings? <laughs> um, yeah. So, Eric has a younger sibling. Um, they are still in high school. Um, they're like three or four years apart, I think. So maybe like going to be a freshman now that Eric is graduated. Um, and then they live with their grandmother. Uh, okay. In this, uh, suburban, suburban ish house. Do I want to say it? Yeah. Eric is giving me steak gold pony boy vibes <laughs> from that. Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Again, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I was like, this is giving me outsider vibes and I kind of dig it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Which also, by the way, make sure you read the book. It's a great, it's a great read. Just saying. Anyways. Cool. So Eric, the other book and movie combo that I forgot to mention earlier, but I'll save it for later. <laughs> okay. We, ooh, I can't wait to hear it. Eric, as you're finished, you can kind of cleaning yourself up a little bit. Your sister walks out and she kind of does that typical thing most little sisters do. She pretends that she's not there by trying to hide, but she's doing a very bad job at it. And she's kind of just like peeking out. And when you notice her notice, she quickly hides behind your car and tries to act like you didn't see her. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, sis, you, you know, I can see your shoes, right? No, you can't. And she tries to hide the shoes. <laughs> oh, yep. Nope. You're right. Totally can't. My bad. Carry on. Go back to oily ragging my hands. Oh, 
fine. And she kind of just steps out from behind the car. So, uh, you're going to the chat's party tonight? It's what Carrie said. She wanted, or they wanted me to go, so it's, uh, time to go. And she kind of just looks at you. So, is this invitation just you? Do you, can you take a plus one? Like, what's the situation here? The power you've given me, Mikey. Sorry, sis. I think this party's a little too old for you, um, but I promise I'll give you all the stories when I get home. Mm, no fair, but fine. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for when you get to go when you graduate, you know? True, true. And you can kind of just see in her eyes her starting to contemplate what that would be like. <laughs> And just she begins vapidly dreaming of that moment <laughs> and kind of sh shakes back to reality. Oh, oh, OK. Well, uh, are you really going to the party and looks you up and down that? What's wrong with what it? I mean, it's fine. Why? She kind of gives you like this, the side neck eye. She's just like. <laughs> it's like well first of all you're covered in grease so i don't think that's a, i don't think that's a cute look and number two your hair is a mess and then she just she does the thing that younger siblings do especially at that particular age they ha have no filter and are brutally honest so it's like everything that she points out about why it's wrong to wear what you're currently wearing to this party. It's just like, ah, oh, my heart. Ah, oh, again, why are you going so yep. deep? <laughs> Actual conversations I had with my sibling. Yeah, that's great. I was like, her intentions are good, but because there's no yeah. filter, she's just blunt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, maybe you should probably change. Yeah, all right. I guess I can. I guess I could put on something that hasn't been, you know, covered in mud or grease or both. <laughs> uh, so I guess I, uh, I put away all the tools in the drawer where they belong. And then I go into the house. Listen, as somebody whose grandfather was like that as well, you have made my heart happy because it's just like, I'm telling you, man, people need to take care of their tools out here. <laughs> yes. yes, they do. Especially when you need his like, where's the screwdriver? I don't know. <laughs> Attention, any coworker I have that might be listening to this or watching this. <laughs> Throwing that out there. Be like, nobody specific, but. <laughs> but literally but everyone in this shop. <laughs> but you. Especially and you. you. And Josh. You. <laughs> I know you're listening. Josh. <laughs> Dang. I love you, Josh. <laughs> Josh, if you're listening, thanks for subscribing and yeah. <laughs> tuning in. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it, but also, like, bruh, your <laughs> toolbox, though. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough talking trash about Josh. We'll save it for future episodes. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to find a way to make Josh an NPC. Thank you. <gasps> yes, please. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. It's whatever. It's, it's whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. I'm fine. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, Eric, as you put the tools away and you go back inside and clean yourself up, um, as you come down the stairs, actually, what does Eric's nice outfit look like? Um, so I think it's, uh, the exact same 
pair of jeans, but clean. Um, and then a tuxedo shirt that has had the sleeves cut off. Um, and then like a denim vest with the sleeves cut off as well. And probably like, I, I don't know, chronologically, I don't know if it's accurate, but I think like the denim vest with like the patches and stuff, I think that is the, that is the direction. Not full like punk rebel like studs, but I definitely think like representation of interests and things walking billboard nice. style. I think that's what it is. But it's the tuxedo shirt. That's the real like yeah. With yes. the sleeves cut off. You went the oh, sleeves yeah, yeah, cut yeah. off. Yeah, no sleeves. It's hot outside. It's summer. That's, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I love it. Alrighty. Eric, as you are coming down the stairs in your outfit, you see waiting by the door, little Miss Abuelita. And so she's just like, oh, mijo, look how nice you look. And kind of does the typical grandma thing, comes up to you, like gives you kisses, straightens your shirt, like, like yep. with the hair. <laughs> Still a mess. Don't worry. Still a mess. Didn't help. <laughs> uh, listen, abuelitas are the superheroes of the world. And if you got an abuelita, let them know because they got everything. <laughs> and beware the chancla. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to come out. I'm so scared. Oh, I cannot wait. Be like, you did what? Hold up. Drives over to the community college. Yep. What did I tell you? Yep. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Abuelita's just like, now, remember what I told you. Have a good time, but not too much of a good time. And of course, just be safe. And uh, you tell your little friend of yours that... I'm happy to, that they invited you and, you know, be on your best behavior. Always, always abuela. Always. <laughs> mm. I think uh, kiss her on the cheek and then uh, I'm going to go out through the garage and uh, drive the car out. <laughs> Heck yes. So the car does sputter a little bit. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But you are able to get it working for now. <laughs> and you just hop in. Abuelita and your sister are out, it, like, waving at you from the driveway as you exit and you begin heading over to the Chad's place. So, as the camera follows Eric, and we kind of get a little bit of somewhat of a side-by-side -side at a stoplight with Shanice and Brad and Eric, they're kind of just, like, at the same stoplight. And then once it turns green, they both start heading their way towards the Chad's place. The camera briefly stops upon another residence as the cars pass. And we get to take a look at Sutton's character. So I'm very interested in this because of the click that you picked. So Sutton, why don't you introduce your character to everyone? Give us a little bit of their name, what click you picked and a little bit of what they look like and what they're doing right now. So, hi, I'm John Fletcher. Uh, I'm the new kid. I just uh, just moved here um, about a month ago. Um, so, John's parents were in an accident, let's say, and he was sent to live with his aunt, who basically just disapproves of his life choices up to this point. Um, 
you know, he's a good, he's a good kid. I mean, he's, you know, just, he's trying to fit in. And I mean, the, the month that he's been, been in town so far, I mean, basically the only, the only really person that he's met and had much of a conversations with is, uh, his aunt's neighbor's daughter, Julie, um, which is how he got in that invite to the party. Um, but you know they they talk they I mean they kind of tolerate each other. Let's say they're not really friends per se yet. Um, but uh, so he's you know he's I wouldn't really say getting ready because he's basically just in the same outfit that he was in all day. So I mean you know it's it's jeans, it's a pair of, you know chucks that he's kind of colored and you know, done different things too. There's paint and bleach stains and all kinds of stuff on it. Um, just, you know, t-shirt. Um, and of course, you know, his, uh, he's got a Detroit Tigers hat that he, that he loves. That was one of his, uh, one of the things that, uh, he, he and his dad, he has very fond memories of, you know, watching Tigers games with his, uh, with his dad, you know, with that, you know, I don't know if Alan Trammell is, is, is part of this uh, this universe, but he can be now. <laughs> there's there's somebody you know that played for the Tigers that's that's you know on par with that. Um, but you know, so he's he's getting ready. He's he's got you know he's downstairs. He's told his aunt, you know, um, hey, I'm going out. Julie's taking me to this party. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be back sometime later tonight. Um, and, and she's, although she doesn't really like, um, like I said, he, she, she disapproves of his life choices, but she's, she's excited that, you know, he's at least talking with Julie. Um, so that, that makes her feel like, you know, she's, uh, she's contributing to his, his upbringing, if you will. So, um, and, uh, he's not, not as fancy as the, the Subaru Brat, but he's, uh, he's driving a pale yellow 81 Chevette. Um. Oh my goodness. Okay. First and foremost, I love the description of <laughs> John's outfit. I'm like the shirt. The chucks and the jeans just screams every main protagonist of an 80s movie ever. <laughs> because they're comfortable. I know. <laughs> and, I mean, and, multi, and multi-purpose. I mean, they, they'll take you anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you can't really see it, but I was just like, chucks are comfortable. I have like two pairs that I rotate yeah. when I wear. Yep. Vans and chucks are my go-to shoes, so. <laughs> you've got your everyday pair and then your fancy dress pair of chucks oh heck yes yeah. so you always got to have chucks to go with the fancy suits and the yep. shirts <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> alrighty so John you're currently waiting outside of <laughs> Julie's house kind of just sitting there waiting <laughs> so hmm what do I want to do here <laughs> You know what? As Julie comes out, Julie is a very, I don't want to say petite uh, girl, but she is on the bit of the shorter side. 
she is a nice kind of like caramel uh brown complexion skin nice auburn hair um now this is nothing new for you but if you have are meeting julie for the first time you also see that sprouting from the back are like these tiny butterfly fairy wings kind of going on and so as she exits the house she doesn't necessarily walk she kind of just floats her way over to you into the car flutters flutters to the door (laughs) she flutters to the car door (laughs) yes if they are humanoid in any way ladies and germs and non-binary people of the world they will be found they will find their way into this game somehow (sighs) again alternate magical 1980s anything is possible just you so yeah so for all intents and purposes, Julie is literally a fairy. <laughs> and so she kind of flutters over. And she's she's one of those she's one of those girls. She doesn't wait. She just kind of does everything herself. So she floats over, she opens the door herself, and then she just sits next to you. It's like <sighs> looks at you. You ready to do this? Yeah, I mean, anything to get me out of the house for a little while. My my aunt is driving me bonkers. Like, she is... I just... I've got to find out, you know, you got to show me what this... what what I can do in this place. What what there is going on that, that, I mean, I, I can't... I can't stay in this house every day it's driving me crazy julie kinds of look looks at you john's just like yeah i mean yeah listen i know my mom and your aunt they're friends they get along and you know your aunt has treated me very well so i can't really be mad but yeah i can't imagine living with her uh, and yeah and she kind of just shudders, especially what happened at the the block party <sighs> and shudders a little bit. thinking back about it. We don't talk about it. <laughs> but the whole high school knows what it is. <laughs> uh, listen, the end of summer party and the spring block party are like the two biggest things that happened in St. Pelmo's ire. Yeah, and the block party... The block party was something. (laughs) But Julie kind of looks at you. All right, why don't you start this jalopy and then I'll give you the scoop as to what to expect. Sounds great. Let's, uh, you know, he'll reaches down, pats the dash of the car and, you know, just paying homage to the to the Chevette and all of its glory. Um, Cranks multiple times and finally uh finally catches and you know um he's he's good at driving straight but you know it's it's a you know it's it's a little finicky um so there's some there may be some gear grinding noises as he as he pulls out into the street um and you know gets up to a you know a, a a white knuckle driving speed of 40 miles an hour. Nice. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Alrighty. So John, as you're driving with Julie, Julie kind of, you're just listening to her talk. All right. So here's the 411. So this is how the hierarchy works here in St. Pelmo's Fire. The person's party that we're going to, he's known as the Chad. Super senior. Don't know why he's still in high school. He's like in his mid thirties at this point, but for some reason the school lets him stay around. I don't know. I don't, I don't question it because we're going to this party and the Chad knows everybody and it's always a good time. Now, underneath Chad, you have, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say girlfriends or boyfriends, but you have his posse, right? (laughs) So you have the two individuals, you have the main person. So, you know, Brad, the quarterback, right? Yeah, so somehow. (laughs) So, yeah, so for some reason, Brad and the Chad know each other. Don't ask me how. I don't know the extent of their relationship, given the fact that he is a grown ass adult and and Brad is in high school. But for some reason, they know each other. Football, hanging out at the arcade, like who knows at this point, right? But those two are inseparable. And basically, if the Chad needs anything, Brad knows where to get it. Now, on the opposite side, you have little Miss Hillary. Hillary is the head cheerleader and she knows all the gossip. Now, you if you find Hillary at the party, just be on guard. Don't tell her any secrets. Don't tell her any of your business. You're new around here, so you have the... You have the advantage of her not knowing anything about you and then spreading your business like wildfire. <laughs> but you are also at a disadvantage, too. Don't be surprised if she tries to get information out of you. <laughs> just stay strong. Say no. And if you need me, you just let me know, because uh, I remember what happened at the block party. She wasn't innocent and all that. So I still hold that above her. So if she gives you trouble. Just let me know and I'll make sure that. And as she opens her purse, she pulls out the little Polaroid picture. She's like that dunk tank incident will still be hanging over her head. <laughs> Listen, if I didn't make it obvious, Julie is basically she is like Hillary. She knows everybody's business. But whereas Hillary is the gossiper, Julie is more of the blackmailer. <laughs> So she got juice on everybody. everybody. And so if you want to know information, you either go to Hillary or Julie. But Julie is your best bet because Julie is like doesn't really care about the social status, but she will ruin somebody's social life if need be. <laughs> and actually, funny enough, Shanice, you also know Julie because you may or may not have had her help you dig up some dirt on some of your competitors in the leading roles. <laughs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> not me. No. Just say no as you like shake your head. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, John, she tells you. So, Brad is the bestie to the Chad and Hillary is also the main for the girls. Now, here's the other thing that you need to know. While you're at this party, of course, there's going to be lots of people, lots of people from the high school class. Now, granted that you came in halfway through the school year, you only got to know everybody like for the last six months. But just as a heads up, this is what you want to do. 
If you get invited upstairs to the Chad's room, just be careful because I heard his spin the bottle games tend to get a little out of control. And then they move on to seven minutes of heaven. And according to the stories I heard as she pulls out her little Rolodex from her purse, <laughs> like she pulls out a Rolodex. She's just like, hmm, let's see. According to the last party. So the Chad's party of 1984, seven minutes in heaven kind of got buck wild as somebody ended up in uh, somebody's dress. And then there was a random uh, pig and some bacon and some lipstick. And there was also fruit punch everywhere. No one really knows exactly what that had to do with everything, but things got crazy. So if you go upstairs, just be careful. Now, in addition, you may find yourself in the living room. This is the main area of the party. This is where all the dancing is going to happen. This is where the music is popping and jumping. Now, I will say, just to let you know, if, oh, Mickey, you're so fine, comes off, you need to evacuate the dance floor because all the cheerleaders will rush the floor. And if you cannot get out in time, you will be mobbed in with the cheerleaders. And let me tell you, hopefully you are dexterous enough, because if not, we I may have to take you to the emergency room because <laughs> those cheerleaders go hard when, oh, Mickey, you're so fine, comes on. Now, there may be a point where the slow dancing music comes if the slow dancing music hit the wall immediately, because everybody knows that if you don't, then you will be grabbed forcefully by a random man or woman. The Chad's parties knows no boundaries. So just prepare yourself. If you're not ready for that, then I don't want to throw you into it. And if you need somebody last minute, you can lie and say, oh, my dance partner's over there and I will dance with you. I may not like it, but I will do that for you. <laughs> In addition, you have the backyard area. That's where all the pool party stuff is. So I hope you brought your swim trunks. And if not, just avoid the football team because once they have a little bit of that fruit punch, as we call it, for legality purposes, so the adults don't find out and cramp our style, they tend to get a little buck wild. So you may accidentally get thrown into the pool. So, oh, and look, Julie looks over at your outfit. So if you don't mind it getting wet, then you're fine. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I was tossed into a pool at a party. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then, of course, finally, we have the garage area. So the garage area is where all the loners surprisingly mixed in with a bunch of the party peoples end up there that's where all of the fruit punch pong games happen so essentially beer pong ladies and gentlemen non-binary folks this is where it goes down so if you're feeling adventurous or if you want to watch some craziness happen you can go to said garage now at some point in the evening you may run into the chad what does he look like well simply enough every time we go have one of these parties the chad is always in this very some for some reason he thinks he's like hugh hefner he's not but you know <laughs> now i will warn you the chad loves that his party is the end of the summer because that's where summer romances happen so if you find somebody then that's cool. Like it's a it's a night. It have a good time. Like I don't judge. But at the same time, you better be careful because the Chad likes to. What's the nicest way I put it? He likes to be meddlesome in people's love lives. Now, because he's a Cupid, he tends to fire arrows at people just because he thinks it's funny, especially if he's been on that fruit juice binge. So just be careful. And if you see him shooting arrows, duck and cover. Find a plate. Do something because once you hit. 
the first person you see, you will be emphatically in love with them. That's how I found my girlfriend last year. But you know what? I mean, it worked out. But for the most part, it's a summer fling. Don't think too seriously of it and just be careful. <laughs> As Julie puts her little Rolodex away. Any questions? <laughs> Can you write that out in note cards for me? In case, oh, uh, need to reference it later. Um, so basically, stay against the wall. Um, avoid anybody that's swilling fruit punch. Watch out for pigs and um, arrows. Arrows upstairs and in the garage. And once, oh, and then the last thing, of course, if oh Mickey plays, you know what to do. Run. Oh yeah. yeah no. <laughs> If if nothing else, I will remember that. Now, do you want those notes on regular cardstock or colored cardstock? As she's hold two separate, like for like two different index cards. <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind the colored index cards that <laughs> make make it easier to reference if I if I need to. So. All righty. And as you're driving, she begins like in a Sharpie, just starts writing all this writing down. Everything out. And then what she does is after she writes it, she kind of blows it to dry and then fans the index card. And then out of her purse, she pulls out like some scotch tape. So then she begins to cover it. So in case the cards get wet, the ink doesn't run. She comes prepared. <laughs> DIY lamination. Yes. Prepared. That's good stuff. That's a true professional right there. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting y'all know now it's not going to be a spoiler because you will find out once y'all move to the community college. But Julie is going to be going with y'all. So just letting y'all know because Julie is Julie is that one character in a movie and TV show. For some odd reason, they have everything and they know everything, which are the most cool is the best person to get to know. Especially in my line of profession, you want to befriend the student that knows all the business. <laughs> Because you're like, who's doing what? They're eating lunch. Where? Hold up. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and then one more thing. And then Julie continues to just go on and on about the crazier stories that happened at this at Chad's previous parties. Now, Julie has just graduated, but she has gone the last four years to Chad's parties. And that's because she is the quasi photographer for this party she's the one that is taking pictures more so she can get the dirt on people later but the chad always asks her to take pictures so the chad always sends his guests home with a scrapbook of some sort so when the party's over a few days later in the mail everybody gets a scrapbook of the party and uh yeah it's a good time all righty so that is going to end the first scene so here's what I'd like y'all to do. We're about to jump into scene two, which is everybody arriving at the Chad's house. So my players, based on your character's uh, emotional state, you will move the die accordingly. So for the listening and viewing audience, with lighthearted, at the beginning of each scene, the players, depending on how their character feels in that moment, will shift their dice on the emotional spectrum towards the dominant emotion they're feeling now, and it will kind of carry over into the scene. So the main emotion that a character is feeling in a scene is given a D8. The emotions adjacent to it are given a D6, and every emotion 
outside of the is a D4. So who knows? Maybe later in this scene, we'll get to see the dice rolling mechanics. But if not, get ready, because again, when oh, Mickey, you're so fine, comes on. Everybody just knows run and cover. So y'all will probably need to survive so you don't get trampled by cheerleaders. <laughs> those oof, those cheerleaders are vicious, man. <laughs> and they, they do the full routine to it, too, while they're dancing. <laughs> yeah. Y'all have seen them do this at the pep rallies. They go bananas. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So, the scene two. The Chad's house. <laughs> so, as the three of you arrive at the Chad's place, the first thing that you notice is, is that it's just lines of cars parked on the side of the roads. People are parked in the grass. Like, for some reason, somehow there's also like a little lake. So there's a couple of boats that are parked there, too. It's like, where did they get a boat? <laughs> but the point being, the Chad's two story condo looking over the hills of St. Pelmo's Ire is just the place to be. And as you guys find the parking, it, you do need to walk a little bit. But as the three of you arrive with either by yourselves or with your friend or your summer fling, as you guys walk up towards the Chad's place, immediately you are just bombarded with the sounds of party goers. You see people like going crazy in the front yard. There's like inflatable flamingos being thrown around beach balls. You hear the music immediately and you're not even inside. There's like toilet paper hanging off the trees there's like a couple of people passed out in the yard. Somebody's drawing mustaches and dicks on their face with the Sharpie. As you guys are entering, you see like you you see like a couple people making out in the corner. You just hear people yelling from the garage. It is wild. And as you enter the Chad's residence, you are also bombarded with music. The lights are turned down. It's just neon lights flashing. You have the DJ in the corner right now. Everybody's getting crazy to I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. <laughs> yes, we are going to go there. It's going to be such a good time. You hear people yelling from upstairs. You, you see people in the backyard like enjoying the pool and just everything is kind of going off. So here's what we're going to do. So as I mentioned, there are four main areas of this house. Now, granted, these four areas have specific things, but you can do whatever you and your character feel like. You don't have to be held down to that. So let's start with Shanice. So once again, Shanice, the four main areas of the house are the living room, which is where all the dancing's happening, and the kitchen's next to that area. Upstairs is where all the crazy party games are going on. The garage has the beer pong, essentially. And then, of course, in the backyard, you have the pool and jacuzzi area. So as you and Brad walk in, Shanice, what catches Shanice's eye first that 
she would like. Are, is Shanice using she, her pronouns? Yes. Okay. Yes, I just want to make sure because yeah. pronouns are yes. important to me. Yeah. So what, what would Shanice like? What would she like to do first? So. Shanice will get to the party and she will see that the, the music's playing and you, you literally said her favorite song ever. So, so almost immediately, like not even 10 seconds of getting in the door, she is dragging um, Brad to the dance floor because we are dancing to this song. I know you're a little slow, but that's okay. Just, you can just stand here and watch. You're good. Like, just, just, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, 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 you'll be fine. So, and I'm, I am fairly certain that Deborah will be on the dance floor. So, <laughs> I will find her. We will dance and it will be fantastic. It will be marvelous. <laughs> so, I am, I am, I am in the living room dancing. Yes. All righty. <laughs> okay. So as you are dancing, Shanice, you, while I want to dance with somebody is blasting over the speakers, you're kind of just dancing. Brad is kind of like, he's trying to dance, but it's like that awkward, like he's off beat, like the rhythm and the, like the top half of her body is not matching the bottom half as he's trying to dance. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but you know what? He he's trying his best. <laughs> and, You're doing good, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Shanice is just like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, Shanice, as you are dancing, a little crowd begins to form, and they're they're like, go, 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 go. As you're still dancing. And then you feel somebody kind of gently pull you. And as you turn around, it is Deborah. She's like, hey! And it's just like, of course, you know, when the besties meet up at the party. <laughs> yes. The immediate screams, volume goes up like 10 decibels. And then like <laughs> they do like the like the happy dance. like, do the hug and the, the, the like the quick hugs and like ah, da, da, and then like the because we know the song's still playing we will like separate and then continue dancing like like, like that yes is the, yeah classic just oh my goodness that is great and you know what I was gonna make you roll but I'm not going to because Shanice is that girl <laughs> <laughs> we know Shanice is the dancing queen of St. Pelmo's ire <laughs> yeah it's uh, a ballet and tap and dance just all of it <laughs> <laughs> excellent while that is happening you know eric you arrive inside the party next and same thing you are just bombarded with sights and sounds uh where would eric like to go <laughs> On the walk, does it work? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, so on the walk uh, up from his truck, um, Eric, or before the walk, right? Um, Eric pulled out three 
big like um, cardboard boxes um, that rattle uh, when he pulls them out, and they're very heavy. And he puts them onto um, like a like a moving dolly that he had in the back of the camper shell as well, and starts wheeling that up the driveway. And this is his the good stuff, um, which is his own brand of moonshine. Oh. And it's- artisanal moonshine that he infuses with flavors from the surrounding area he's like super into it so it's and it's not just like moonshine like gonna make you go blind moonshine he has that but it's also like um there's like a like basil beer and like wine that was done with flowers like the summer flowers from a meadow and he's like into it Uh, wow So this is his contribution to the party. Also, Eric uses uh, he or they pronouns, whichever, interchangeably, um, as does uh, his sibling um, with she, her, or she, them pronouns. Um, So uh, Eric is going to wheel this up as was instructed by Carrie um, and go to the garage where all of the um, wonderful storage is found for such alcohol stuff. Yeah, that. There you go, Sutfin. That's exactly what it looks like. That's the exact one that I found. <laughs> it's, it's got T-tops. It does. It's, it's exactly that. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> uh, this is really bad podcasting, but yeah, our, lovely, our lovely, our lovely, our lovely Sutfin posted a picture of Eric, like what Eric's car would look like, and yep. it is glorious. Yep. <laughs> Imagine like a shortened version of an El Camino with an off-colored camper shell stuck on the back of it. it that's that's what the Subaru Brat looks like with a camper shell. I love yes, them I, so I, much. I, I pulled. I was pulling out pictures because I I was like, this doesn't sound familiar to me at all. And then I took look at the picture. I'm like, okay, that yep. that looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, they were there. They That's were there. Cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So Eric's gonna uh, roll in the uh, uh, roll in the carton full or the cart full of uh, bootleg booze uh, into the garage. <laughs> Most excellent. Alrighty, so Eric, as you are, well, wheeling this, <laughs> your secret stash, so to speak, into the garage. <laughs> of course, when you enter, you see a bunch of high school seniors, and also what looks to be a little bit of what looks to be college folk as well, somehow made their way to the Chad's party, but you know, the Chad has all the connections He's got the ties to the high school. He's got ties to the college. And according to the rumors, he also throws amazing parties for the college kids. Something you all can look forward to when you get there. (laughs) But as you walk in and you see all these people play beer pong, essentially, with the fruit and juice for all intents and purposes, you kind of just wheel in your, uh, I guess, the contraband, if we want to call it that. And you begin setting it up on the table. And then, of course, you hear, surprisingly, the first thing you hear is like the hissing of a snake. And as you turn around, 
Of course, standing in front of you is the familiar visage of Carrie, who in this world has is a gorgon. So she has snakes in her like moving snakes in her hair. (laughs) So I love that so much. So funny enough. Uh, Carrie is dressed up in this very nice blue shirt, but she is rocking a black leather jacket with some black leather pants. And she has she's basically like she likes a little bit of color, but she is forever a new wave girl. So like all black lipstick and all that stuff. You got the long, dark earrings, like the eyeliner to high heaven. And of course, you know, somehow you don't question it, but her snakes also have the same eyeliner going along the sides of it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. And so Carrie just like, oh, so the good stuff has finally arrived. And she just says, how you doing, Eric? Um, So Eric is uh, organizing everything by like color and shape of the container. Um, And looks up immediately smiles like like time slows down or plays in the background it's super sweet and super cheesy and then like shakes himself out of it and goes like oh yeah i'm good it's fine good i brought the like you uh like you wanted i have you go um so i'm gonna take you on a tour um, and he starts on one end with the bigger bottles. He's like, okay, so this is the flower wine, right? This is a good time. Everybody can have it. Super low alcohol content. Very, very chill. Totally fine. Um, and they're basically like smaller wine bottles. Um, and Eric says like, okay, so like like the color cork corresponds with the color of the, the flower where I found it. And like I have a whole list here. I wrote it all out. There you go. And then he moves on to the next bottles. And he's like, okay, smaller bottles. This one's the beer, right? So uh, these are your herbs. These are your spices. These are your infus- infusions. This is where um, you're really going to get into, like, the real, like, this is, this is, this is what art is all about, right? Um, and he goes through the basil. He goes through the mint. He goes through the combo of, like, lemongrass hybrid with lavender. And he's like, this oh, is, this is the good God. stuff. And then... He goes to, the, like, the four mason jars. He goes, now this, this will make you go blind. Do not drink this. This is for the adults. This is for anyone else who wants it. But I've taped the lid shut, and I wrote, do not drink. This is just a proof of concept that I know what I'm talking about, and I can make the stronger stuff. But this, don't even try it. It's just, it's just bad. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh my god. I have I have so many thoughts and feelings about this moment. Listen, <laughs> all I'm going to say is y'all are going to need to befriend Eric because they got the goods and who knows what kind of things Listen, this could be a bargaining chip when you, y'all need something when you get to college. <laughs> Just say the junk in the trunk. <laughs> and I went, what kind of junk would a high schooler put in the trunk? It's alcohol. Of course it's alcohol. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I figure we're like over the hour in, so like monetization and stuff, but I didn't know like what full direction we were comfortable going in in terms of like herbal supplements, heavy air quotes. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? That's I, this route. You know what? Yeah, I think this would be a good time to establish. So, that was something I forgot to mention. So, if we were going to write this campaign, 
it would definitely be on the PG-13 side, so, like, most things are okay. Now, a little bit of of a rated R in the sense where, where things get buck wild, like college campuses, fraternities have hazy and all that stuff. So, pretty much anything goes within limit and reason, obviously, so we're good to go. And yes, so between PG-13 and full on R. So yes, you can have like two or three cuss words and and maybe a a side boob like. like, Yeah, a tasteful side boob. Tasteful side boob. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like like in terms of I'm from California. Right. And so like marijuana, not a problem. Not a problem at all. But I didn't know if that was like a full like, yeah, we can clear this for a lighthearted game or not. But I figure alcohol, it's in the rule book. Probably okay. So alcohol. And I could do a lot with alcohol, so it's fine. In my opinion. Excellent. And so as you are <laughs> as you are explaining all this to Carrie, Carrie and her snakes <laughs> are are all like listening intently. They're nodding. The snakes are also nodding at the same time. <laughs> it's very weird having sentient snakes in your hair, but you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and as you kind of finish, she, uh, Carrie just chuckles a little bit and says, When I said for you to do your thing, you weren't kidding when you said you can do a lot. <laughs> Why half-ass something? It, this is what I do. This is what would be nice for everyone involved, you know? So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so, Carrie takes one of the less volatile and kind of gives it a little bit of sips and just smiles and says, Oh, this is going to be a good night. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts exactly. Just staring, like like, lovingly at the side of her face. <laughs> just like clearly like best friend full in love don't know how that what that means just like Aww. yeah it's it's gross it's disgustingly gross i know hmm. and so carrie kind of just she puts it down she looks at you eric and says well now um and she kind of turns over and there's like an empty couch so uh, since we have to wait for the Chad to come and inspect these things, and since you're not going anywhere anytime to any soon, hmm, why don't we just chill on the couch and just, I don't know, vibe or whatever? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That sounds great. Yeah. And awesome. then awkwardly sits on couch. <laughs> and so you both sit on the couch, and, you know, granted, you know each other well enough that you're kind of having a nice conversation all that good stuff and just passing the time by until the chad arrives to inspect all right so from there we cut over to mr fletcher (laughs) so john you and julie roll up to the scene and immediately like as soon as you enter you are just you are just puzzled confused there may be a you might be a little turned on in some ways or not, <laughs> but you're just getting this whole experience. And immediately, as soon as you enter, you turn and Julie has just gone. She just like she is in and you see her with her camera immediately getting to work, taking pictures, 
like on the way in, she was taking pictures of the people that were passed out. There were people making out. And she's like, ooh, I was like, is that Angela's boyfriend? Why is he making out with D- Dylan over there? <laughs> and she's she's like hiding in the bush, taking pictures. She's like, that's going to be for later. <laughs> yeah, this party gets buck wild. But you do know that even though Julie is working, if you ever need her, you can just find her and just call her name and she will flutter on over to you. And she's like, all right, who's messing with you? Okay, who you? Okay, you come here. (laughs) See, Julie's the type of person she doesn't need to physically fight nobody, but she will verbally tear somebody down. And she's got the Polaroids in her purse and her Rolodex as backup. (laughs) That's all she needs. And funny enough, she's also the head. She was the head of the school paper, too. Who knew? <laughs> I, I was going to say if it was that or yearbook. I mean, she did both. <laughs> or both. Yeah. She did both because why? She doesn't want to give up creative control. And plus, everybody always looks forward to what she puts out because she captures the best moments of the school years. All righty, John. But. You're kind of just sitting in this main area. So uh, once again, you have the backyard, the living room where the garage and the upstairs. So new kid, what can't what (laughs) captures your interest? Oh, so I'm thinking. uh, John's probably going to go out to the backyard initially. Um, one just not being as crowded. Um, you know, he, he knows a few people, but there's still, like you said, it's just a, it's just a sea of people that he basically has. The only thing that he has in common with is they were in the same school for the last few months. So he's going to go out and, and if nothing else, just to. I don't know, be outside, not as much chaos. Because, I mean, like I said, emotionally, he's kind of a little confused, you know, just trying to trying to figure out the where's and the who's and the what's at this point. Nice. Alrighty, so John, as you head out to the backyard, as mentioned previously, there's the pool. As you walk out, you just see, how do I describe this? Basically, you just see everyone having a good time. There are people jumping in the pool. There's like a couple of like some of the cheerleaders on top of the football players are playing a game of chicken in the middle of it. You see a couple of people making out in the hot tub. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Somebody, even though there's food in the kitchen, someone managed to fire up the barbecue and all of a sudden, like there's hot dogs and hamburgers all of a sudden. You see people, you know what? You see the werewolves are chilling in the beds and they're trying to get a tan even though it's nighttime, but you know, tanning works differently for them. So they, they're moon bathing. <laughs> and funny enough, you see like the werewolves have like the tanning sun visor a la... <laughs> And then it's just like, and then you see a little gnome who's just sitting there. It's like, all right, turn. And then you just see them all turn. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 
But yeah, as you're kind of walking in, things are getting chilled. But you find like a little nice like sand garden area with a little bench. And so I'm assuming that's probably where I'm pretty sure that's where John is more going to be the most comfortable right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's still trying to process and figure out, you know, where he fits into this this new new crazy world. So. Uh, excellent. So, John, as you're walking over to this bench, you kind of just sit down. You're just observing. You're kind of figuring out who's who. Uh, you're going through the index cards. <laughs> so not only did Julie give you tips on what to avoid, she also gave you like the Spark Notes version of like the important people. So you're just like, OK, this person. OK, there's that one. And then. Uh, where's this that one you look up he's like okay jen's right oh why is she making out with her okay all right <laughs> like things are getting crazy and as you're kind of doing this you feel a presence kind of just sit next to you and as you turn you see a kind of a very no pun intended you see a very little sheepish uh satyr kind of just sit next to you nonchalantly just yeah i i, I know what i did <laughs> so you a little uh sheep is little sh satyr kind of just sits next to you the big old like bifocal glasses like goatee like coming down they just are wearing for some odd reason it is the summer but they're wearing like a turtleneck sweater for some odd reason <laughs> and they're just like they sit down and they're just reading a book and without even breaking concentration from reading the book, they kind of just say to you, John. So, uh, new kid, uh, how do you, uh, how you liking the party so far? Not breaking eye contact with the book. I mean, it's it's good. It's a good party. It's nothing compared to what we used to have um, back home. But you know, it's it's, I guess you know, to to each their own. Um, just, uh, I don't know. I'm anxious to see, like, when, when does, when do things really start to, you know, kick in? Well, you didn't hear this from me, but <laughs> supposedly, you know what? Hang on a sec. And closes the book, pulls out a little notepad, kind of like one of those, like, old school like journalist notepads the little spiral ones and just begins flipping through their notes pulls a little pencil from uh from their ear and here we go ah so you didn't hear this from me but i heard from tanner who is like the lead of the science club right so according to him and what he told me supposedly the chad has some beef with ronnie who is the leader of the Roadhogs, right? So, John, you know that the Roadhogs is St. Pelmo's Ire, like, local biker gang. And when I say biker gang, I mean, like, actual bikes, not motorcycles. They try to be very intimidating on a two-wheeler. <laughs> but, despite them riding actual bites and not motorcycles they are vicious 
They are a little easy to kind of uh, get away from, considering the fact that, gosh, this is going to be so bad. And this might be taking it like too crazy, but the Roadhogs are easy to kind of get away from because try as they might. It only takes the, like one good fall or one good smack, given the fact that they are like sentient pinatas. <laughs> so it's like what happened when you take the cartoon and video game Viva Pinata and you turn them into humanoid form. <laughs> so they are easily and literally like if you if they split open, candy does fall out for some odd reason. Nobody understands the medicinal mechanics of that. But, you know, it's not the craziest thing that has happened in this town. Yes, we're going there. This is where the game officially jumps the shark. <laughs> is there a moral issue in eating the candy? Like, has that been established in the lore? Or are we going to discover that? Oh, no. So. Just curious. Painted candy. <laughs> so, because they are humanoid and pinatas, it was an issue, like, in the 1960s, per se, but as generations have passed and the Roadhogs kind of have taken their own, they understand they are filled with goodness and candy. So if they split open, they don't get upset if people decide to eat the candy from them. What they do get mad at is if people hit them open on purpose, because if then then you have the whole entire gang bouncing down on that person. So and everybody knows to kind of be respectful a little bit. Plus, you don't want to mess with them. Because while they're easy to get away from and they are fragile, the numbers game will still will still yep. be an issue. <laughs> Got it. OK, cool. So, yeah. So this little satyr is like, you didn't hear from me. But Tanner, the head of the science club, heard that the Chad had some issues with the Roadhogs and securing some of their confectionery sweets. Besides being a biker gang, they also have a successful bakery for some reason. <laughs> And so there was a deal gone wrong, like the Chad didn't pay them in time. So now supposedly they're making their way here and are about to uh, turn this party upside down. So um, things are going to get out of control. And according to my source, it should be in about three, two, one. And then from the front, like you just. So first of all, the power goes out in the house, right? <laughs> So as the dancing's happening, as the pool party's happening outside, as the garage lights are happening, like all of a sudden, all three of you, you see the power go out. So the lights go out. And of course, when power goes out, everybody, you hear the loud audible, <gasps> like the gasp of when the power goes out. <laughs> and as you all have the see the power go out, you hear coming from the front of the house. As intimidating as bicycles can be. <laughs> you hear just a bunch of skids happen like the like when tire skids across the street, the sound that it makes, though it's not as intense because it is bike tires. But even still, you just hear a, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You hear a cacophony of bike tires just skid. And all of a sudden, the front of the house through each of the windows as John, you come back inside and you look out the living room window. Shanice, you're looking out a window. Eric, you're looking out the garage window. And you just see a multitude of bright neon colored lights. And standing in behind these said lights are these very, even though they're pinatas, th these very intimidating 
as muscular as a pinata can be like biker gang. They're wearing like these neon colored denim jackets. They have baseball bats and crowbars. And then just they also have like literally pinata sticks. <laughs> and as, yes. And as everyone's kind of just like peeking out of the window, some people like are on the second floor opening the door. You just as you call kind of turn up the window, you hear somebody be like, like, bruh, why you got to harshen the vibe? <laughs> <laughs> and as the three of you look up to the source of this sound in all his glory is the chad he is wearing like these mo- big obnoxious like shutter shade sunglasses even though it's dark outside he's wearing like this pink satin robe he has like he has like this pipe th- that he blows into that just bubbles come out of it <laughs> i told Very you good. he thinks he's hugh hefner but he's yeah. not <laughs> And he's like, bruh, why do you have to harshen the vibe? <laughs> and from the lights, it's like, all right, Chad, I warned you. If you didn't give us our payment, that we would come wreck things at your party. So this is your last chance. Do you want the goods? If so, you need to pay us. And the chat's like, bruh, I told you I'm good for it. It's just I don't have it on me now. I will give it to you later. And they just keep going back and forth. And then <laughs> the Roadhawks is like, well, seems like we're at an impasse. So, boys, let's turn this party upside down. And they begin walking towards the front of the house. <laughs> As we're about to get literally a ballroom blitz that is about to go down. But that is where we're going to end the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> good good <laughs> love it oh my goodness this party is about to go wild i have oh a few I- yeah so this is gonna be interesting because you guys are gonna have a couple options you could try to run y'all can stay and fight if need be y'all can i don't know defend the house if you want because they're currently walking but the chad the chad has plans they might not be good plans, but, you know, oh dear, it's so good. But of course, we're I'm also going to end it there, because as I forgot to mention at the beginning, we are down three players. So when we come back with the next episode, we're going to rewind the clock a little bit to get to what they were doing before this all went down, what they did at the party. And then we're going to see whether it's fight, flight or defend for your life in this party. Nice. But. Until then, this has been the premiere episode of Neon Memories, a lighthearted RPG actual play podcast. When we come back, we will see what happened in the past. Will our six party goers be able to get out of this party in one piece? Will somebody eat some candy? Who knows? We'll have to find out next episode. From all of us here. Yes. From all of us here at Vibe Tribe Productions. Remember, take care of each other. Love one another. And as always, make sure to let the good times roll. For all of us here at Neon Memories, we'll catch you next episode. Until then, see you later. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other. Love one another. And as always, 
keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.